everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Wolford Weekly, your EastEnders podcast, where we're going to discuss the episodes that were broadcast on the BBC in the UK between Monday the 18th to Friday the 22nd of January 2021. As always, for now, we are joined by my host. I say for now because he's delving into his last bite of carbonara. Yes. There he is, munching away. It's Rob. I thought Co- I was going to die from COVID. <laughs> no. no. Oh, yeah. Bad news, everyone. Yeah. Well, do, would you like to explain? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm isolating at the moment because someone I share a house with has it. Uh, I'm all right. Don't worry, listeners, at the moment. I'm negative. Yeah, for, for a change, I'm the negative one. Yeah, so I've got to isolate at the moment, so that's fun. Yeah, you, you had a lot of fun with the test, didn't you? Has anyone, oh, my God. Any <laughs> listeners out there who may have had the test can now sympathise with Rob and his, well, his remarkably very low gag reflex, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I went to uh, I had the uh, I had the test with my brother and there for my with my straight brother I should point out and the uh, the sided difference between our reaction to the bit where you have to swab your tonsils was noticeable. That's all I can say. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so moving on, I was going to say I was going to praise for a moment um, that it, this whole so far the whole of twenty twenty one has been quite a remarkable mm. year for oats for the oats and scent era. It has mm. oats and scent have actually done really well. It's been a really good three weeks, um, even when. There's not been a lot going on. I feel like EastEnders has really picked up a little bit. It's quite watchable and fun to watch as well and enjoyable. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it so far. I don't think there's been a duff week so far. I mean, we're only halfway through January. So I know, you know I know. Of time. But, but I'm, I'm on the optimistic trail today. Yes. Like I say, look at the positive. I'm on a very positive note. And I think that looking back at what 2020 wasn't a great year for a lot of things and EastEnders potentially didn't have its best year and I just hope from where we started there's you know small acorns great big oaks will grow and great big oats (laughs) (laughs) we've got a few things to talk about this week and I hope you're okay with starting with the Mick, Linda and Frankie storyline where Frankie is now accepted or has been accepted into the Carter household. Linda's very keen to kind of introduce her to everyone <laughs> yeah, in her family. Yeah, whole family. Yeah, she's just like, she's known her a week, really, because Linda's not known Frankie really outside other than what Mick's kind of probably said about Frankie to Linda. I mean, has Linda and Frankie had a lot of interaction other than this week? Um, not that I can think of. I don't think before any of this really kicked off, they really had that much time together, did they? But I thought it was really sweet how, you know, Linda came in and immediately learnt the sign language for Welcome to the Family. I liked that. It was lovely. It was a nice moment. Wondered why Shirley felt almost like her family had been interrupted a little bit by well, her. All Shirley was doing was just, it seemed that Shirley was just prowling around the square and like, like some sort of rottweiler, just waiting for someone to come and interrupt Mick's like sort of recovery process. So as soon as she saw Frankie, she sort of was like, can I help you? And then Frankie sort of scurried away. Mm. So I'm pleased that that didn't intrude on what actually ended up happening. Well, Frankie was going to give Mick a birthday card, which was Mm. really sweet, actually. It was Mm. was one of two birthday cards that Ben had bought. Yeah. uh, And the rejected one was going to Mick. So she didn't spend any money on it, but the thought was there. (laughs) The thought was there. The uh, (laughs) the emotional uh, money went toward it. The emotional... cost rolling and, around in emotional money yeah absolutely. yeah yeah oh, which, if, if if money was emotion i'd be a millionaire i'd be scrooge mcduck <laughs> yeah and you'd be penniless my friend yeah right. uh, because of shirley frankie kind of got the impression that really she wasn't wanted and went off to the tube station and wanted to disappear until luckily mick came along shouted for frankie frankie said you shouldn't shout for a deaf person but obviously heard him shouting yeah yeah and i then, thought that <laughs> and, then, and then and then yeah everything's all hunky-dory or is it that's the problem because katie's kind of jumped back into the scene again hasn't yes. she yes I want, I'm struggling just to kind of see what Katie's next move is because Frankie's already told her, look, I'm not interested. I have no interest in continuing this relationship with you. You're a weirdo. You're a monster. Get away from me. But Katie is still sort of hanging around. So where does it go from here? Is she going to try and intrude further into the Carter's life? I mean, she can't go try and intrude too much in mixed life, surely, especially now everybody knows what happened. Yeah. She's stuck for options, isn't she? Well, Katie, I think, needs to be careful because Frankie has almost made a deal now with Linda and Mick. I I don't Mm. think Mick was going to go to the police anyway because he kind of didn't want the the square to know about his, you know, historical uh, abuse. Uh, And Frankie's kind of guaranteed that now by saying, you know, I know what my mum did was wrong. She made one mistake, but let's not dwell on it anymore. Let's just move on from it. So Katie's kind of in the clear here. And I think given time, Frankie will forgive her. But I wonder if Katie... 
oh, it's going to turn up to 11 now and kind of almost dig her own grave and make Mick kind of go to the police and mm. cause herself, get herself so. into trouble. I, th- I can see um, either Shirley or Linda going to the police in all honesty. Hmm. I'm surprised you say Linda. So. I'm surprised by I think I Well, I, can, I just think that she will sort of get a, a pang of empathy for what Frankie's gone through or Mick, or what Mick's gone through. There'll be some sort of, I think there'll be some sort of emotional conversation and then she'll see Katie and then she'll see the effect that Katie has on the relationship that's trying to be built between Frankie and Mick. And I think then she will be like, right, I need Kate, Katie needs to go. Katie's stopping Mick's recovery process. She's stopping him and Frankie developing this relationship. So she needs to go. And I think it will either be Linda or Shirley that eventually brings the police in, in my humble opinion. I think, I, I don't think, I personally don't think Linda will. Because I think Linda mm. is almost, I think Linda's very cautious now that she wants to kind of keep Mick happy. And, I, mm. and to keep Mick happy, I don't think reporting him to the police is the right thing to do surely though i can i can honestly well, see well. her storming to the police station at any time i'm dragging a policeman to the square by his ear <laughs> arrest her <laughs> yeah. um i i'm surprised i don't think shirley's finished with katie either i think there's a lot more violence toward katie to come mm. um so i don't think katie's out of the picture right now but do you think she's going to be in the background for a little while while this uh, is relationship between mick and frankie can grow a little bit further Maybe. I, I I don't know if I can be asked with a couple of weeks of Katie just sort of wandering in outside the house and talking to Frankie and then being told to go away and walking away again and then walking back and it's kind of on on the cycle. Which I don't think we will get. I think they've sort of, now we've got everybody knowing what's going on, the storyline seems to have reached its sort of next pathway. It'll start to develop a lot more quickly now. I think sort of the repetitive cycle of what Mick was doing before, sort of pushing people away, that's done now. Now everybody knows and there's not really any secrets hopefully it'll it'll sort of build build in speed and um we'll go towards a good conclusion um i was quite taken with the fact that mick and frankie when they were having the meat and tater pie uh <laughs> they sort of discovered that they like brown and red sauce together i know heathens, heathens. no i know <laughs> that just made me very upset Gag. i mean i'm sure gag. there was a lot of people especially pie aficionados i think pie mm. is very much almost like real ale to some people uh, it's like in london it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's like a currency i think yeah you're you're destroyed if you're if you say oh yeah i put red sauce and brown sauce on my pie i don't do either if i'm honest um no i'd, I'd like a bit of gravy with my pie yeah you know I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a bit of gravy no no make it wet <laughs> nice yeah. and wet moisten the mm. pastry do you like yes. a puff pastry or do you like a short crust puff all the way <laughs> you like to puff fair mm. enough fair enough I wonder what Mick's preferences. I wonder if it's the same as Frankie's. We may never Probably. know. Probably soggy with all the with all the sauce that's been put all over yeah. it. Frozen pie with tomato yeah. sauce. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, like you, I would like them to develop the relationship between Frankie and Mick a little bit further before they go any 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 more with Katie. Just so it almost gives a bit more of a more powerful punch for when Katie tries to interrupt their you know their family bond um because i think right now if she, if katie has quite any e- could easily manipulate frankie but if frankie was more intertwined with the carter family i think it'd be a bit more difficult for katie to get her nails in quite so badly mm. and so she might go a little bit more extreme to try to get there and i would like to see extreme katie at the moment yeah, so would i mm, especially after a very was a very loud scream uh, she had on, yeah on new year's day I'd yeah like i mean like you that. say we've seen flashes of that sort of primal evil Katie that will stop at nothing and is clearly an absolute psychopath uh, deep down. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see when that comes out. Um, I quite liked the sort of theme that was going through, I think it was Tuesday's episode, where it was essentially all the different storylines in the square that were involving sort of paternity issues all sort of linked together and sort of helped each other move along a little bit. Did you notice that? Like, it was like Mick overhearing Denise and Phil talking about Raymond that sort of persuaded him to then step up to Frankie. You know, and I think there was there was other bits and pieces as well. You know, when, before we started recording, I think we said that there wasn't there didn't seem to be a huge amount of linkage between the stories when actually the kind of issue of paternity was quite a, was quite a heavy theme of the week, I thought. Uh, next. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this, that's pretty much it. How about them? Billy, Honey, Jay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lola's now been mixed in as well. Again, has no right to have a moan or groan, but they've decided that Lola will now. Um, well, yeah. you'd see what Lola and Billy have in common, really, can't you? Well, yeah, pups. All right, pups. All right, pups. Uh, 
So, <laughs> so um, the story is not really moved on particularly, other than the fact that Honey and Jay have pretty much admitted to each other that they do want to be together and they don't care now. They're going to find a way of appeasing Billy. But is Billy unappeasable? That's the problem. And especially now with Lola involved, she could yeah, maybe... Yeah, I mean, how long, she, how long is she going to keep her gob shut for? About the well, five minutes? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, I genuinely thought by the next scene that you'd see yeah. Lola talking to Billy on his little market stall. I did like Billy's little market stall this week, selling... What was he selling? Like brick and brat. Just tat, yeah. essentially. <laughs> stuff, stuff he found in a bin last night. Yeah. You know? Including something that looked like it was taken out of some sort of medieval castle and then a chamber the pot <laughs> like, I mean, which Billy felt the need to sniff and then sort of react to he's probably wondering if he could keep that for himself yeah, or give it as a present of, to honey probably yeah yeah. I mean oh I don't know I mean it's yeah so Jay starts the week by sort of walking into walking straight into Stu, uh, to Stuart and Rainey's flat which I thought was weird basically Rainey it would appear has been sort of using one of the hearses to clear out or basically raid, uh, houses that people have died in and clearing out all the stuff that isn't wanted anymore and trying to make like a, a, some quick money off it. Now, Jay tells her that, no, that plan is not acceptable and you need to stop that immediately, but then immediately goes to Billy and says, I've got a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. So that's where Billy gets the tap from. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh... no, I think that's the plan, that he's that he's going he's, he's to start clearing out um, sort of dead people's houses from the funeral parlour right. and then start selling their stuff on the marketplace. Oh, okay. Which, uh, which uh, is that quite immoral? I don't know, really. Probably. I, I don't know. I, I suppose you should ask the family first. But... I mean, it might help. But, like, if you're walking through London markets and suddenly see Auntie Ethel's dress on sale mm. or something, it's kind of like, oh. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know. Some um, families might be grateful because I, I know that Ben, his dad, is a hoarder. And he's and he's always said that if when his dad dies, he he's dreading not that his dad's dead. No, he's not <laughs> upset about that. He's dreading having to clear his house out. And so I'd I'd think he'd be quite welcome to just let a Billy Mitchell. Yeah, but wouldn't you want <laughs> the money for around. some of it? Uh, to be honest with you, if you've ever seen Ben's dad's garage, you'd probably <laughs> you'd probably yeah, be, just full there's of not much there to be honest. With you. Chamber pots. Yeah, lots of chamber pots yeah. and uh, used sandpaper remains and stuff like that really nice. so not much there really to to write home about but um but, you know one man's tat is another man's fortune isn't it so yeah it's uh that's billy's moral now isn't it that's his way to go my friend who is currently watching uh some episodes of 2080 standards on iplayer she sent me a video clip of a jay and honey scene and it's really weird because jay is a kid and honey is kind of hugging him maternally and he's like He's going through some sort of problem that Jay had when he was a kid with the gangs or whatever. You know, and they're looking like a really nice sort of mother and son relationship. So fast forward 12 years <laughs> to be where we are now. It's a bit weird. I, I mean, I think that they sort of do suit each other, but it's... I can I can almost sort of understand why Billy is a little bit unnerved by it. Not because of his sort of possession issues over Honey, but because, you know, essentially Honey was very integral in sort of the raising of Jay from when he was a troubled kid to the man he is today mm, but i don't think I, for me billy's character isn't that's not the reason why he's upset the reason he's upset is because if to billy H honey is his property not his property that's unfair but honey is his honey is him and honey are meant to be yeah. together forever you know there was those scenes what two years ago when he said i'm gonna get honey back and uh, it didn't work out too well for him but he if it was if they were to write it to say you know, Billy was upset because, you know, you brought him up and you looked after him. Has it even been mentioned? I can't even remember if that's even I mean, brought it, up. Probably, I think it has been sort of vaguely, but I think it was just basically because Billy was sort of grasping at straws mm. in stuff to throw at the pair of them as an insult, yeah. rather than it being a genuine issue of contention between the between the two pair of them. It's funny, um, there's a lot of people uh, on social media saying that if, for argument's sake, say the roles were reversed and say that it was Honey was a male and Jay was a female... And that the, mm. he had brought up female Jay. A lot of the world would probably see that as a little bit creepy, a little bit Woody Allen, wouldn't they? They'd say it was, yeah. a, bit, it was a bit strange. Yeah, I mean, you know, I sort of, I sort of thought that about the sort of the Suki and Peter yeah. stuff last week. It's you know, it's it's interesting that sort of gender reversals can also also always make a storyline acceptable. Whereas if if it was older male and younger female, that automatically looks really really creepy. Mm. But then you're also looking at the Katie and your mixed stuff, which is that gender, and that's a completely different storyline. 
and now yeah I know that it's a different storyline there's no and I'm not saying for a second that it's meant to be the same thing but it's interesting that sort of age differences can be how age differences can be perceived in different types of story depending on what the story needs to be Hmm. So for me, I don't have a problem with the Jay and Honey story. No, I really not don't. at all. And you know, Jay. It's not like Jay is. You know, Jay's a grown man. He's capable of making his own decisions, and, yeah. he's, and he seems to have fallen for Honey. Fine. Do you know what I mean? Like Honey's a lovely woman. She's attractive, and she's the sweet, probably the sweetest woman on the square. I will always kind of ship the relationship that never happened between Jay and Whitney. I think they'd be perfect together. But that's Jay and Whitney. The point. I've always thought Jay and Whitney would be an amazing couple together. What? I don't really? think they'd be. I don't think they'd be particularly interesting together. But I think that they're both of a similar sort of personality. Do you reckon? I think they, I think they gel really well in a relationship. I, I always have thought that. Whitney would destroy Jay. <laughs> yeah, I bet he'd love it. No. Give him a new lease of life. <laughs> I mean, you know, Lola is a, quite a strong-willed, you know, female. But yeah, well, she... if you can handle Lola, then you can handle Whitney, please. Oh, well, I don't but know. Well, no, that's true because Whitney, Whitney can be a bit of a wet blankets at times can't you I that's suppose. what i mean but she, i think whitney deep down is like one of the kindest females on yeah. the square i think it goes honey and then whitney <laughs> so i think i think that, i think they'd be well suited but that's never gonna happen so <laughs> no we've had a we've had a a taste of what people outside of the loop of billy jay and honey might say about their relationship by lola's reaction to it so do what do you think the rest of the square will feel because obviously there's a lot of people who've been on the square where they saw honey bringing up jay so do you think a lot of the other square will be weirded out by it? Or do you think they'll be like, oh, go on, you know, nothing wrong with it? <sighs> I mean, I'm trying to think, like, how many of... How many characters do we have at the moment that were sort of there for Jay's childhood? Well, We've got the Phil, Mitchells, obviously. Phil's the biggest oh, one. Oh, Phil, yeah. Well, yeah. Phil, Phil will kick off about something, but I think Phil will be delighted that Jay's with a woman, so yeah, I don't he cares that much. Do you reckon... Um, do you reckon? I reckon Phil I, will be one of the biggest problems. Probably, but I also kind of feel that Phil's got enough on his plate at the minute to care <laughs> whether Jay and Honey are doing anything thing you know it's not like billy's particularly high on his priority list at any point yeah but he's so i a doubt mitchell. he really cares that much yeah he's a mitchell he probably <laughs> will have something to say at some point and i think there's a very good reason why jay hasn't to- even told ben what's going yeah, on yeah so i'm sure that will become an issue at some point but as far as yeah outside of the mitchells i don't know i don't doubt anyone else will care really will they I don't know. I think there'll be a bit of a stigmatism with a few. It'd be nice to see. I'd like mm. to see that sort of reaction to it. Um, it'd yeah, be nice to you... explore that sort of We've never really how had... that's perceived. Yeah. We never really had right. a proper kind of where the square have like en masse reacted to something other than like when they did that really silly thing on Instagram a few like a year or so ago when everyone on the square instantly had like the same Instagram account and were was it Whitney was it that was someone I can't remember yes I think so and everyone was talking amongst each other I'd, I'd like to see that kind of long drawn out where like it's it's disrupted the community dynamics and mm. you know jay and honey is, is the ones that have rocked the boat because their relationship is almost forbidden um, i feel like that's i feel like their relationship isn't that controversial though to really sort of unsettle the entire square it's not like because i remember like remember ruby's um rape story where we had that great episode where everyone was in the pub and it was just being discussed absolutely everywhere oh that's fantastic like, that's, yeah that's the sort of thing i think that is the sort of move that you would want him to go for for that sort of reaction from the yeah, square yeah i don't think that jay and honey are that controversial enough to i mean i think a few people might have something sort of to say but i think from that point onwards they'll sort of move on with their lives and i think at the minute also we're not in an era especially where other character groups sort of interact with other people's storylines all that much either but i don't i again i, I don't like to blame the senna notes era for that dare. because no. i i would say that is more the covid era that's yes, kind absolutely. of happening Okay, well, <laughs> future notes. <laughs> okay, well, that, that's. I think that's two stories down. Would you like to play a little game? Oh, go on then. Okay. So this week we're trying something a little bit different, Rob. Oh. Um, I asked a couple of weeks ago for people to send in their game ideas. And... Yeah, you could be asked to come up with one yourself, I see. <laughs> no, basically. And <laughs> thankfully, Abby knew that I was in a very non... Lazy mood. Yeah, yeah. in a very lackadaisical mood, and so mm-hmm. decided to send me an email. Oh. So let me uh, tell you the title of the game. So thank you, first of all, I should say thank you to Abby Afterlion. I don't know if right. that's pronounced right, but apologies. For the game, Ruby's Cocktail Mixer. Oh. Now... Ruby has been making cocktails for residents of the square. I'm doing a setup, just saying. Okay, you know. well, like the one I did that was about half an hour with Suki or Honey story. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you do, but it puts you in the mood. It gets you mm. in the you kind know, of. Close Absolutely. your eyes. Close your eyes. Um, yeah. Close Go your on. eyes and, yeah, and yeah. imagine yourself in Ruby's. Okay. Okay. 
and, she, and Ruby is making cocktails for the residents of the square. The slate, she has, a, she has cards with all the recipes for right. the cocktails, but the slaters, when they were cleaning up, have just gone and messed them up and mixed them up and thrown them in bin and all kinds of stuff. Stupid slaters. God, so we need them. your help, Rob, or Ruby needs your help, right. to match up the description of the cocktail to the person who it's for. Oh, God. Right, okay, okay. yeah, cool. And uh, there's six cocktails. Right. So here's the first one. Okay. First one is a straight vodka garnished uh-huh. with a half-smoked fag. That's going to be Max. No. Half-smoked fag. Who who drinks straight up vodka? Who would literally drink out of the bottle if they were given half a chance? Oh, vodka, vodka, vodka. Who who drink? Oh, I mean, they all do when they're in a mood. Uh, Denise, no. <laughs> Denise, Linda, no. Linda's an alcoholic Linda's as well. Alcoholic she can't too. either. Lin- Denise, she smokes occasionally and she likes a bit of vodka. Denise smoked once. That was last Christmas. <laughs> Never smoked before. Never smoked since, before. Yeah, yeah. Or again, yeah. I think you're missing the obvious here. I think I must be. Who smokes? Cora. No, she's gone. I don't know yet. It's, it's a current. Gone. It's current cast. Current it? character. Yeah. Uh, go on. I, I got. I'm gonna have to pass. Go on. Okay. Thank you again, Abby, for this game. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the straight vodka garnished with a half-smoked fag. Shirley. Is Shirley. Shirley. I was about to say. Do I get it? Do I get it? I you did because I didn't give the last answer, second. So yeah, go on, Shirley. Of course, it's Shirley. It's obviously. Yeah. Don't it think too yes, hard about yes. it. It's only a bit oh, of whimsical don't. fun. I told you. <laughs> it's just the competitiveness in here. What to win? <laughs> the next one is this has got a name. It's called the Old Gangster, and it's an orange juice with a hint of punch. Phil. That's correct. Phil Mitchell. Right. There we go. There you go. Now I'm you're on, in the swing of things. Want to roll now? Want to roll? This one's called the Fruity Punch, which is a fresh fruit smoothie served with black vodka to make dark as necessary. Oh. Sharon. No. No. Make as dark as necessary. See, I wonder if that's a play on words for something. I'm not even missing. It might be. Fresh fruit smoothie served with black vodka to make as dark as necessary. Oh, is it grey? No. Well, it's not because I think the fresh fruit makes me think that someone is into fitness and stuff. You're right to focus on the fruit and veg side of Martin. it. Martin. There we go. Martin. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. To make it as dark as necessary. Dark I didn't get Martin. what that bit meant. Dark Martin. Oh, okay. Yes. All right, then. Yeah. Three out of six so far. You're Good, let's right. go. Yes, just. <laughs> How I'm you... skin of my teeth. <laughs> How are you guys getting along at home? I hope you're having as much fun as we are. Yeah. So, <laughs> this one is the gin bubble, which is gin with a hint of bubble bath. A gin with a hint of bubble bath? I must say, when this came through, I thought, nice one, Abby. This is very good. A hint of... It's a current character, yeah? Current character. A hint of bubble bath. Bubble bath. Would you like a clue? Um, well, the only thing I can think of at the minute is grey because of the bath stuff. You're just obsessed tell. with grey. No, it's well, not grey. Yeah. It's not grey. Okay, okay. Are any of them grey? <laughs> I'll tell you now, none of them are grey. Okay, fair enough. Right, go on. Do you want a clue? clue? Yes, okay. there's a clue. Uh, the bubble bath. Who has distilled their own gin recently? Oh, God. That was ages ago. Oh, God. Um, who was it? Um, 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 I'm going to give you five uh, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, was, it one of the sl- was it one of the Slaters? Three, it was, wasn't it? Two, no. One. No, not one of the Slayers. Oh, Quick guess. Pass. No, oh, no. Gone. Rob. Gone. Who Mitch. was it? Who was it? Mitch. Yes, of course it was. Mitch. Damn. The gin bubble. Yes, I remember now. Right, Damn. next is the double one. mayhem mix. Okay. Oh, yeah. A random mix of everything because you never quite know what you're going to get. Uh, Suki? No. The, the, I say the clue here is double. double. So it might be... F- for more the than two one, more than one character. Yeah, the double mayhem get. mix. Huh. you never know what you're gonna get. Never know what you're gonna get. Or two characters, like a tin of quality streets when you delve in with your eyes closed. <laughs> God. Um, um. 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 So it's gonna be two characters are on screen a lot together. Yep. Can I have another clue? They're quite random. They're quite spontaneous, but they're they're almost they're they're made for each other. Oh, um, Rainy and Stuart. That's right! Yay! Yes, mm. yes, that makes perfect, total sense. I need to get a soundbite of Roy Walker saying, Right! Right! Right, the final one then. It's called the Prosciutto Bellini. It's Prosciutto, obviously. Was that ham? Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of Prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. Yeah, yeah. A Prosciutto... With a hint of strawberry red syrup. Okay. 
the do, do you want to know what you should maybe head your clue on? Yeah, I've got no idea. The from strawberry that, yeah. red Stuart, uh, Stuart, the strawberry red <laughs> syrup. Strawberry red syrup. Mm. Oh, that's going to be yeah, that's tickling at my brain. Strawberry red syrup. And also, yeah. this person when they do drink champagne, <laughs> yeah, is like a giraffe. <laughs> Ben and I, if you listen to the early episodes of the podcast, when this character was drinking, we used to always say this character would drink like a giraffe because they'd stick their tongue out into the glass before the liquid reached their lips. Oh, I don't remember <laughs> That's that. a huge clue. Oh, well, yeah, no, I, I don't remember that. I've got to pass on that one. I don't know. Listeners are screaming. Yeah, at, I bet they are. At their I bet they are. podcatchers or YouTube video. It's Ruby. Ruby Red. Oh, idiot. Yes, yeah. of course it is. So what was that, four out of six? Got four out of six. It's not bad. I'll that's, take that. That's a, uh, that's a cheeky bacon sandwich at Cathy's, but without the sauce. That. Oh. Mm. So, um, did Abby do all of those questions? Abby did, so well done, oh, Abby. that's why I didn't get them. Well done, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as, as you said, I'm very lazy Alex this week. Yeah. Uh, God. But... I encourage people to get in touch. If you want to send me a game to play with Rob, it's alexwolfordweekly at gmail.com. If you want Rob to play a game with me that you've created, it's robwolfordweekly at gmail.com. And you can also contact us um, us on those emails. Just, just want to say hello. That was Ruby's Cocktail Mixer. Um, that was good. I liked that game. That was a that good was game, good wasn't it? Well done, Abby. So, time for... The continuation of the Sookie and Peter romance. The love. Oh, yes. The, the Mills and Boone book that's just waiting to be Call released. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's such a cheeky mare, isn't she? Oh, I love her so much. She's amazing. Oh, she's a nightmare. But we can't be too happy with Sookie because she has systematically broken up yet another relationship. Not happy mm. with breaking up Habiba and Jags because she just... <laughs> Plain didn't like a Bieber. She also has now just broken up Ash and Ikra. So is this it? This is the end of the Ahmeds. Goodbye. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, this is the thing now. What is Ikra going to do from here? Now, because now she's got absolutely nobody around whatsoever. Habiba isn't coming back. She's on her own completely now. So where does Ikra go from here? Oh, well, nowhere. I think to go see Habiba and never to return again. I don't think she's leaving, though. I don't think she's leaving. Mm, I've got strong... My spidey senses indicate that I think she might. And that's no. not me knowing. I don't know at all. But I've just got a feeling that she might. I just... I, there's nothing left for her. They came on. Habiba and Ikra came to the soap as this feisty, interesting sister relationship. You know, they are going to join mm. the Ahmed and it was going to be really fun. And Ikra was meant to marry and then she ran away from her own wedding and it was like, ooh, crazy. And then they just became really <laughs> dull background characters. Um, so, yeah, I just don't... Uh, sadly, I don't say this with any joy in my heart, but sadly, I think Ikra is gone and I think that's it. And, and then, uh, But this could mean that maybe... The Panasars might move into what's the Ahmed's house now, and so they can have a full, you know, a full set rather than just one living room that they all seem to live in this tiny little bedsit yeah. flat that they're renting from Jack at the moment. Well, maybe. I mean, I think that the the other side of it is because it's going to be interesting to see like where this because presumably Habiba is pregnant for a reason. Seeing as though neither mother or father are in the show at the moment, <laughs> um, it's it stands to reason I think that. They introduced that for a reason. I don't think it's going to be as simple as Ikra going just to go and look after the baby with Habiba. It's going to be something like Ikra taking on Suki or taking on the Panasars as a whole to sort of get justice for what actually happened. Because mm. I can see Ikra being sort of quite forthright with that sort of thing. So we should mention, I completely forgot about this until I did my rewatch of the week, that there was a scene between Suki and Ash where it's brought up that Ash has children. But so what, do you think that Ikra and Ash will get back together and adopt Habiba's baby or something like that? No, no, no. no. Well, no, right. I don't know, maybe. But I, I think it's more... To, I think Ikra's sort of future is more going to be whatever is going on with Ash at the moment. Because Ash, I think, is one of the most mysterious characters in the, at the minute. We hmm. do not know what... So I don't think we know whether Ash is going to be a, a good person or a villain or what on earth went on with Ash before she came to the square. I think it's... the Suki's got something on her. Suki's got a lot of stuff that's clearly being kept secret. I don't even know if the rest of the family knows about it. So I think as soon as we find out more about Ash, then Ikra's going to find out more. 
And I think that will sort of cement Ikra's place for now within the square. Yeah, but Ikra doesn't seem that concerned about Ash's life anymore, especially after she saw her going out in, you know, going clubbing uh, with Peter. Right. Can we talk about this clubbing thing uh, yes, for a moment, we, we can, please? Yeah. So Peter um, comes to pick up uh, comes to pick up Ash after the whole sort of Suki going, call me, joking, lol. Uh, and then they go out in the square and Ash turns around to Peter and says, look, well, if you're going to Soho, you can get changed until you've reached my fashion levels of a fleece and some jogging bottoms when I'm going around <laughs> Soho. It's ridiculous. No, I know. Well, but Peter was wearing joggers, so surely that fashion level... I thought peaked. you looked better than her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Not for them look great, but, no. you know... Was Ash going to get um, ready and change to get... I don't know. I just... I don't know. I, 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 don't I suppose know. we shouldn't really dwell too hard on that. <laughs> no, I know. Let's be fair. No one's clubbing at the moment. No, but, um, no. but The other thing was, I thought it was quite nice to watch like Ikra deleting all the socially distant relationship photos between them on the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like that. I like the fact that she had her own file with like, her and Ash. And, yeah. and <laughs> no, no, she's just deleted everything. Like Completely deleted all, all her gone. memories of her. All gone. So, so that's what I mean. It's almost like she's saying goodbye. That's it. She's deleted everything that had any connection with her to be on the square. And you saying about, you know, oh, they must have introduced Habiba being pregnant for a, for a reason. It reminds me of a little bit of when Amira, remember Amira left oh, the God, soap? Yeah. She left the soap pregnant and everyone thought that she would come back at some point with for Saeed and so and no, nothing really came of it no, so I think it's true. just a kind of like a oh this oh Habiba's pregnant and it's an excuse for her to go I just it does give her sort of a, a, a way out I, I do accept that and I'm, I'm you're right it, this might be the end of Ikra but I don't think that she's a sort of character that really sort of warrants a surprise exit though is she I don't think she'll get a surprise exit. I no, think she'll, she'll just never get... be seen again. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I think she'll just kind of be like, oh, all right then, see you later. She, they might do like a, I don't know. I, I genuinely you know, Julia's think... themed a lot. Oh, they won't, they won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one's getting that. But I just feel like they're going to just give Ikra this Tuesday, halfway through an episode, she leaves on the tube ending. And Maybe. it's like, what a horrible way to just end a character that could yeah. have potentially been so much. And it just makes me so mad that they it's like when they introduced Suki and the Panasars, they kind of thought, oh, actually, the Habiba They're and Ikra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Habiba <laughs> yeah, and Ikra aren't really that interesting anymore. So let's just get rid of them. And they've just slowly dwindled them out. I'm, I mean, I'm surprised Ikra has lasted longer than Habiba. I thought they would both yeah, go together. Yeah, so am I, actually. I but, I, you together. know, we don't know. There might be something mad for, Habi- for Ikra coming up within the next few weeks. You never know. Um, you know, it might be that she takes on Peter, that the battle for Ash's heart is, is, is going on, or something. Mm-hmm. Anything might be coming for Ikra. Because... You know, I mean, where does she work at the moment? Does she, she, does she even still work at the restaurant? She doesn't, does she? Well, Ikra. It was just the sandwich business. It was no, she just went. She left to do the sandwich business, didn't she? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. And even that's not happening anymore. <laughs> well, no, no, last week she mentioned, didn't she? She said, "I've got to go off and butter some bread or something." Like that. Yeah, like, busy with bread, so yeah. she can't leave yet. <laughs> Keegan and I are doing things. Yeah, she uh, can't leave yet. Uh, it's all that story to be tied up as well (laughs) i mean infinitely more interesting was basically peter suki what's going to happen now that suki has slept with peter ash seems to have an interest in peter too honestly peter is such a slime ball when he turned turned around to ash and was just like you can pull a really fit girl and i can watch and she says you're gross then he goes yeah you have no idea it's like oh my god i know what have they done to peter because that's not the peter that left to go to new zealand with oh i don't know i mean i think peter's always sort of been this horn dog that's not really no no not like that not like that not not to the point where he's gross about it but i don't know no, At the end of the day, he's, I don't think he's ever been one that I don't think he's ever been that sort of modest about like the fact that he can clearly pull women whenever he likes, does he? But I like him when he was when he was younger, and he, you know, he was first had his experience with Lauren, and it was so sweet. Oh, yeah. And now, like, they've turned him into this now look at him. disgusting <laughs> perving on lesbians. I know, yeah, perving on lesbians and sleeping with Suki, and you know, yeah. kind of acting like he, oh, whoop, shouldn't have done that, but at the same time, kind of boasting about it to yeah. his like circle of friends. I mean, I can't imagine what out off the screen what he's like boasting about with like it was male chums can you imagine him like down the pub I can't like, imagine he's got that many has he oh, I don't know he's just boasting to Bobby whenever they yeah Bobby's like what <laughs> yeah Bobby's got no idea at all <laughs> I don't know but yeah I think I think 
really, as I say, we've moved on from Ikra. Ash's story is now the Suki story. And as you say, what 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 hold does Suki have on Ash? Time I think there's, a, there's so much to come for the Panasars, I think. Because mm. like, there's clearly so much that we haven't learned about them yet. And I'm really intrigued by it. And I really want them to sort of now, for the next few weeks, especially now the Sharon and Ian stuff seems to have come to a conclusion. Yeah. I really want the Panasars now to step forward and sort of be at the forefront of the show for a bit. And sort of really explore their characters and really explore their stories. And I find out what makes them all tick. I want to see, uh, obviously, more of Suki, but that goes without saying. I want to see more of Ash. I want to see more of Kirat. And I want to see a lot more of Vinny, because I think he's now the quietest one of the, out of the lot of them. Mm. And the Vinny and Dottie's relationship, I think, yeah, can really nice be explore explored. Mm, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. 2021, the year of the Panasar. Yes, bring, bring it, it on. And give them the Vic. You're listening. Hey, give them the Vic. You don't know what's in my prediction list. Oh well, yeah, but that's just a prediction. This is mm. my this is my authoritative thumb. No, yeah, this is your order. <laughs> this is my yeah. This is my button directly to honestly. To you Kate make Oates. my knees tr- you make my knees tremble. <laughs> you do when you get like this. Oh. You know Batman. Oh well. Wow. You know <laughs> Batman has one of those red phones that light up. Literally, yes. John Sen and Kate Oates have one of them on their desk. Wolford Weekly phone. Oh, on absolutely. The desk. Yeah. It, it's just literally me going rah, waiting yeah. for the phone to. You know, I'm there. Like the general. <laughs> yes. Panasar's Vic now. Mm. Three months down the line, it'll be there. By December. <laughs> by December. You heard it here first. I want it by April. How yep, dare you? You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the Vic then, because what's going to happen with the Vic? Because Ian's gone after yes. a huge story. It's lasted a full year since February, since Boat yeah. Week, when they were celebrating their 35th anniversary. And it's, it's it came to its head this week. And I have to say, with all of our reservations, which I will again dwell on in a moment, but from... You know, from from what we thought could have potentially been a terrible, terrible story and yeah. and a character destroying story for some, actually ended up being a real good rump, and I really enjoyed it. A really good what rump? Sorry, a real a good <laughs> <laughs> ended up being a real good rump, mm. and I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy the rump? <laughs> Did you romp it? Did you romp I, it, um, Rob? I romped it hard. I um, I see. The thing is, I. I said Simon Ashdown would save the day. Did I not? Did, did I not say Simon Ashdown would yes. fix the day? Yes, and you did. God, it, God Friday was good, wasn't it? Wasn't <laughs> Friday it? Friday was it fantastic. Was, it wasn't it was quite great. the two-hander that I, I hoped. I thought the whole episode, but there was only one. I think there was only one scene with Mick and Linda and Frank. Yeah, it was pointless. I don't know why they bothered with it. They should have I just know. made it purely Sharon and Ian, especially seen as though the two sort of OGs of EastEnders were now having these really intense scenes together i don't see why we really needed the mix the well it wasn't even mick really was it it was, it was kind of there was a frankie katie mick and linda thing just thrown in randomly we didn't need it um but aside from that i thought it was a pretty damn good episode um i like the fact that phil spent most of his 60th just sort of standing in the park just, just looking up at the Vic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean anyone could see that from the outside and think he's having like some kind of crisis <laughs> yeah well phil often does that to be fair doesn't he, he just sort of stands there and stares at different buildings <laughs> wait yeah no it was I you say Friday's episode was great. I didn't mind actually the interruption from Mick and Linda. It kind of broke up a little tiny bit for me, which was fine. And it was enough of a two-hander for me. And it, it explored the whole story of of Sharon and Ian well, and it was great. And I and I loved it. And I loved I loved so much about it. What did you love about it? I mean, I from a script perspective, I absolutely loved it. I thought the dialogue was amazing. It was a classic sort of. <laughs> so geeky it was a classic sort of Ashdown script that you've got where the tension is just slowly drip fed into it you know the confrontation's coming and you're just waiting for it all to kick off and then it take, and then it just takes it to places that you don't think it's going to go to like suddenly Ian deciding no you're right Sharon I deserve to die and suddenly mm. start eating this carbonara and then Sharon kicks it on the floor and Ian just robotically goes down and starts eating it off the floor and then Sharon drags him to the sink and makes him throw up it was just it was just that sort of gritty East that you sort of forget ever existed sometimes but amongst all the camp stuff of this story all of a sudden it gets sort of brought back to brought back to reality and you sort of really start to understand Sharon's grief and you start to and what we hoped would happen as well Sharon eventually couldn't go through with it yeah which you know does that save her in your view I think it does yeah no it did it did to be to be perfectly honest with you it wasn't <clears> just that the fact that she stopped it it was the fact that it was it was finally explained why she wanted to do it in the first place Mm. and again there is 
There is a bone of contention. Sorry, a massive bone of contention. Who puts fried onions in the carbonara? Well, that's a huge <laughs> bone of contention. Yes. But there was a really good article uh, on the Digital Spy written by Sophie Dainty. And she basically says that there's a major issue. There's a, there's a Mitchell-shaped issue. And it's the fact that the Mitchells seemingly team to get away with everything. Like, no matter what they do, it just seems to be just forgotten and brushed over. And a biggie this time is the fact that really Phil has as much of a hand at Dennis's death as what Ian has. Now, I'm not going to go on about it because I've gone on about it enough, but it, it there is something that, at least I, a little bit of me wanted at least Ian to kind of come out and say, well, yeah, but what, what about what Phil did? And- yeah, and I agree. And also, Phil gets away with another thing this week because I think Ian has left thinking that Sharon was the one that attacked him. And Phil, yeah. again, got away with that scot-free. As well, yeah. Because, well, Phil, cause Phil went to find Ian <laughs> yeah. and he wasn't there. To I, do what, we're not quite sure. Because well, we're supposed to... I don't know where Phil lies with this. Because, I, you know, one minute he's saying, yeah, um, Ian's my Ian's family, We can't. I can't do this to him. And then he's going, oh, no, I'll sort it out, Sharon. You're a strong woman. You're strong. You're, you know, I'm Peggy Mitchell's son. I should sort all this out. Uh, and then he's sort of storming into the bit, kicking doors down, screaming Ian's name. But it's kind of like, I don't believe that Phil is actually capable of murdering Ian in cold blood. No, not yet. Yeah, not looking into his eyes and murdering him. It's just, no, it's just I don't ridiculous. think he could do it. I mean, you know, Phil, I, I'm so angry that they're, they're not even acknowledging. I've, I'm presuming that there's going to be a time when Sharon does acknowledge that Phil has some kind of involvement with this. I doubt it. It's a bit late now, isn't it? Oh, but no, it has to come out, though. It has to come out. I mean, Phil, this isn't the first time Phil's had a hand at basically destroying Sharon's life he did it with Dennis Senior as well Phil's had a hand at basically destroying Sharon's, Sharon's life, life bit by twice bit, yeah. and, and you know and, and having the ones that you know the ones that Sharon loves taken away from her mm. twice and mm. and get and gotten away with it twice yeah amongst other things that aren't related to this story but it's just it's so it's frustrating I know it's a I really agree and I agree I agree. I agree but I think that it's uh, this is the thing, and actually, it was weird to see. I looked at a poll online that had quite a few thousand uh, votes to it, asking who we, as the viewer, blamed for Denny's death. Right, and overwhelmingly it was Ian, which makes no sense to me because I don't think that Ian was in any way responsible whatsoever. Really, like, yeah, he didn't help, but from the from what we witnessed, yes, Ian locked him, him in the cabin. Then the boat began to sink. Ian immediately tried to get Dennis out, and then big titanic wave came and took denny away that's what happened mm. sharon i think believed that um denny got locked in the in the cabin after the boat began yeah. to sink yeah and that ian had done it but there, <coughs> that's what i mean there's no link ian had locked dennis in the cabin with no knowledge that the boat was going to sink that night <laughs> yeah so there was no maliciousness other than to kind of almost to tell Dennis off, but was it his rights to do it too? Hmm, because he was absolutely. bullying his son, Bobby. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just something that it's, Phil's never going to get punished for it. I don't think Sharon, I think Sharon and Phil have had that moment of Sharon blaming Phil when they were going through um, the initial sort of divorce thing. And, you know, I think something in Sharon, Sharon's mind blames herself because of it. all of it kind of started when she started having the affair with Keanu. So, I don't know. I think I don't think we're ever going to really see any sort of satisfactory uh, resolution to the Phil and Sharon stuff but mm. what happens from here on in Ian's now wandered off having <laughs> probably got more poison inside him so God knows where he's going to go from here I think we're going <laughs> to end up with homeless Beal, Beal again at some point well, that's, um, I, see this is it Ian's uh, mental state is very fragile and so it makes good sense that this is basically going to be another kind of you know he goes wandering a bit like Frank yeah. Butcher did you know mm. he kind of just wanders off after after he basically has done something very t- terrible, he's been told by Sharon he's done something terrible, and so he's because Ian is blaming himself as well, isn't he? He's kind of like taking, he's almost taking the brunt of the blame for it. He is, but I also think that he is most of it is kind of most of Ian's sort of self guilt is from the reaction that his family are having to him, and Sharon basically levered it all out for him. Oh, Your yeah. kids hate you. Mm. Everyone in the square hates you. Like. If, like you genuinely didn't know who who attacked you like how many people in the square could say that answer quite a few but uh, <laughs> <laughs> essentially you know everything she said wasn't a lie and it wasn't untrue you know everything she said to it you know, like her perspective about denny's death is a little bit warped but apart from that everything that she was saying to Ian is perfectly true and he knows that his kids hate him two of them are dead what has ian really got at the minute no, you know nobody that he's ever been married to has treated him right or even loved him I know that made me really sad. Maybe Laura. No, Laura, Jane. Yeah, Jane as well. But even she had an affair. 
Yeah, but so, I think Jane Jane was always the one. Jane, I think Jane did genuinely love Ian, and she she loved. I mean, for what she went through with Ian, I think she oh, went through yeah. more than any other wife that ever did. Bring back Jane. Oh, absolutely, bring back Jane. And do it quietly as well, like they did before when she just walked in through the back door one day and everyone was like, <laughs> <Right>. what? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that. The, for watch, hearing Sharon say those home truths to Ian was really quite gut-destroying, actually. And I actually felt really bad for Ian. Cause, and, and as you say, then when he then thought, actually, you've got a point, Sharon, there is nothing here for me anymore. And as you say, as you quite... quite um, well summed up he robotically then started just eating like the carbonara almost like he had mm. nothing to live for it was like so i think he's he's reached his low and even though he kind of left with a little smile on his face as he walked onto the you know into the tube station although did you notice that he walks like <laughs> he walks like a cowboy like he's just ridden a horse for he two does hours. when he when he is in <laughs> breakdown mode you sort of he sort just of shuffles forward he does. like an, I remember, like an old man in slippers <laughs> yeah I remember when he was wandering along the motorway when he had the initial breakdown <laughs> years ago i've got this everlasting memory of ian just sort of <laughs> staring at the ground and sort of not going any particular direction just sort of wandering so yeah he's in wonder mode at the moment so when he comes back who knows what state he'll be in so do you think what what do you think ian's return will be then and this is or is this is this one of your predictions that you've made no no not at all i i don't know it depends how long he's away for i think this is officially now we're in adam woodyat's break yeah. Um, he's now off doing some sort of. He's off uh, dealing with stuff and doing uh, a, a play as well. So he could be gone for a number of months. I don't know. It, it, where it does leave is Sharon now alone in the Vic. For now, that's the more interesting thing to sort of deal with. Like, yeah. so what do we have now? Is Sharon alone in the Vic? So who comes in? Who else is in the Vic now? I've got who a horrible feeling it's going to be Phil. <laughs> you reckon? It yeah. might be. Yeah, it might be. Because essentially, be. this is what. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the all of this is going to kind of boil down to Sharon and Phil getting back together again, mm. isn't it? But yeah, then and Phil ultimately getting what he wants, and he's getting the Vic back as well. Do you think Ben will forgive Sharon? Because this week Ben was quite vocal about how what he thought about Sharon. That was random. Well, you say it was random, but I kind of don't blame him and it, well, I don't think it was out of character particularly to have those feelings towards Sharon because he doesn't really I mean what Sharon Sharon has hurt Phil mm. but what Ben doesn't know is that Phil's hurt Sharon probably equally as ten much. times more yeah and yeah and much more and you know is is anyone else on the family going to be on side with them getting together which makes me then think will Sharon have to sell or give up the Vic well you know what will happen Ben and Callum will get married and Ben and Callum will take over the Vic. <laughs> sake. <laughs> Too right. Nah. Nah. I hope... The Panasars, 2021. This yeah, absolutely. The Panasar. We're all up for that. Give We're them up for the that. Vic. Give them, them the, the Vic. I mean, yeah, but I, I also do kind of like Sharon in her rightful place behind the Vic bar, though. Do you know what I mean? Uh, again, because where does she go from here? Does she just then just sort of go back to the Mitchells and sort of recycle the whole sort of Sharon dutiful gangsters mole to fill again Mate, I, I don't, don't want that i don't like that sharon became this kind of like homely mumsy kind of stay at home go shopping buy no. some new trainers kind of character <laughs> she did you know the last couple of years mm. uh, but and when she got the vic back it, that was great it was nice to have her in the center of the square but letitia dean i don't think wants that role i don't think she wants i mean she enjoys having this big story with ian Sissy Dean on her eyes don't want this role. Yeah, do you not do you not think so though? I don't no, think I totally agree, she, and I think does. that Sharon is one of a rare set of characters that tends to work really well when she branches out of on her own as well. Mm. And I think Sharon's had some quite iconic relationships outside of Phil. You know, obviously the Dennis stuff was really good for Sharon, and Tom wasn't that bad a, bad a partner for her. I seem to remember. Um, so I've, I'd like to see Sharon meet someone new. I think Sharon needs to go in a new direction. Yeah, Phil can still be there in the background because he always will be, and we need to just get over that. The Mitchell influence will always be there for Sharon. But I'd love—I'd really like to see Sharon meet somebody new and have her own brand new story with somebody with a brand new man in her life. Yeah, but poor Sharon, she finds a new man and then he <clears throat> ends up dying. <laughs> yeah, but you know, at least it's something new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least it's another new death. Exactly. Know. Listeners, like, let us know what, where you would like Sharon to go from here. Like, where, what do you want to see in the Vic and what do you want Sharon to do? Yeah, good idea. Let us know, get in touch and we may read out your comments next week as we will now this week with some comments we've received on our Twitter, our Instagram and email because I think it's now time, Rob, yes. for... I ain't want to gossip. You know me, I ain't want to gossip. So as usual, we ask you to get in touch with us on our social media, our Facebook, our Twitter, 
and you're getting in touch with us on our email too. All the details will be at the end of the show. But let's read a couple on our Twitter this week. And first of all, we had at Ray Mitchell 03, who says this Honey and Jay storyline is mad. Swap the genders and you'll be all straight to on- Ofcom. That's what we yeah. were saying earlier, wasn't it? This is it? what we were saying, yeah. I mean, I don't know, it's weird, isn't it? I think, See, again, this is the sort of thing I'd quite like to have discussed in the show. You know, it's it would be the oppor- I think it would be the opportunity to sort of bring in age and gender and mm. talk about, like, how that is perceived. Because I, th- I think the what you were saying about, like, how you would quite like to see a relationship in the square that really sort of ripples around and sort of has an effect on people's viewpoints of the characters, that would very easily happen if... It was an older guy with a younger girl. I think everyone on the square would have something to say about that. Whereas older woman with younger guy, most of the time, you know, Jay's just going to get a slap on the back. Go on, Sam. Go on, Led. You know, I think it's an, I think it's an interesting discussion that should be had at some point, but I don't think we're going to have it yet. At Meg X Leo One says, I don't mind if EastEnders doesn't reference COVID, but it's jarring when you have storylines about how awful it is and how people are dying, and then the next scene is house party and pubs are open. It's weird. Mm. I see. I my only thing with the um, with the COVID thing is mm. I don't understand why nobody at any point wondered whether Ian had it. That's the only thing Patrick that's kind of weird it. for me. Yeah, Patrick had it. You know, it's not like characters haven't had it, but I don't know why it's not been mentioned once that you know, oh, Ian's not looking well. Do you reckon he's got COVID or anything? You know, Kathy saying, "Are you sure you haven't got COVID? Do you want to go to the doctors? Have you been tested? All of that kind of thing." It's a throwaway line. It might have been, you know, made it more realistic. And the funny thing is, is that when Ian did have his tests, I don't think they did test for COVID, even no, though everyone said it was like COVID. That. No, they they yeah. tested bloods and you know, they didn't this do the... big old mystery illness that Ian's got. Not one person decided thought might thought well it might be a result of the massive world pandemic <laughs> that's going on at the moment. Stick a swab up his nose. Let yes. them touch his brain for a change. Make him gag. <laughs> yeah. uh, um. At EE Sprite says, um, and this is referring to our tweet that we want Pat Butcher to come back. Uh, If I woke up to Pat picking up Denny, I would totally say nothing and pretend it was like normal. Mm. So would I. (laughs) Yeah, we're fine. Same with the the, uh, Mitchell sisters just walking through in the square mm. walk into the minute mile buy a pint of milk I'd be quite happy fine not a problem can you imagine if like Pat just walked down <laughs> just walked <laughs> down the middle of the square and was like just saying Fag hello on, to people like, yeah I'd love it and like no one even referred to it like was going Pat or anything like that no. alright Pat, Pat yeah. yeah and then and then the history of EastEnders like that episode where Pat Butcher died never happened no and EastEnders just folds in on itself <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a black hole and it's, it's like yeah. the film Poltergeist where it's like an I- ancient Indian bur- burial ground and the whole spread yeah, Sharon just in. wakes up one day. She's not in the. She's not in the vic. She's in the, been at Mitchell's house. The past ten years have been a complete dream. <laughs> That's yeah. an interesting question. Have you ever thought about how they would end if if tomorrow they announced that EastEnders is ending? What mm. would be the last? How would you? In fact, just think about it, Rob. I'm, I'm bringing okay. it out there right now, and I want to. Okay. I want an answer maybe as a either a special episode or next week. How, okay. What would you make the very last episode? Okay. And I'll and, think and, about it. and again, listeners, get in touch with us. Uh, and let us know how you how would you end EastEnders if they if you had to write the very last episode, how would you end EastEnders? I'm curious to know, and I think I think actually we should make that a podcast a special extra episode. Let's do future. it. I've got time. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> but I'll book you in, Rob. Anyway, Thanks. how can people get in touch with us? You can contact us on Twitter, on Instagram, on at Warford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Warford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click the bell to get notifications about our spoiler videos. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, or any of your favourite podcast sites. We'll be back next week. Until then, we've both bid you goodbye. Bye. <laughs>